0: I'm glad no all I wanna pint with a seal. I need more ice on the reel. I fuck with her cause she real. She fuck with me cause I'm real. In a no winner. Heated wheel, riding for him with a heavy steel. Getting trap, money, fucking deal. The real shit, I take a deal. Crack a seal, baby, pop a pill. Sit back, let the music roll. Platinum hands on the drum roll. EDF on a play a stroll. Started players then it turn a pivot. Quit pippin', made it back player. No more chasing after lazy hoes. All we doin', we just chasing paper, chasing paper like a teacher. Chasing paper like a preacher. Talks on, I can reach ya. Pull up anywhere and meet ya. You gettin' paid like a teacher. I'm getting paid like a preacher. Little nigga been out the field. I'm in the suite in the bleachers Pull up to the city like I watch it Work through the edge like I'm more and more Top, drop, we can see the moon Platinum hands over Metro Boom I want a pint with a seal I need more ice on the reel I fuck with her cause she real She fuck with me cause I'm trill All of my pints had them seals I still want diamonds and grill If I rock blue then it's teal I'm out of Texas, we trill I'm thinking bourbons and lax
1: all right, people, back again. Another special episode of Random Acts Podcast. We had to give y'all a bonus episode for this week in celebration of our 250th episode. And on the on the line right now, I got a special guest. He's been been meaning to get him on this podcast forever, man, to chop it up. But we finally got it going, man. We got a uh, we got the homie EDF rapper out of Houston. What's good, man? How you how you been today?
2: Man, bro, I been brisk, man. How you doing, player? How you doing, my
1: nigga? I been all right, man. What you What you got going, man? What you got going with the music?
2: Man, music, <laughs> uh I just finished up uh a, a EP last night. Uh, but I'm working on, I got West Time Superstar that's about to drop in a few weeks. They're hoping to they have Stally on it. They're hoping to they have, uh, they're hoping to they have Stally on it. They're hoping to they have GLC on it. You know what I'm saying? they whole all going to have some thug on it. But they whole all going to be a pretty well-to-good project just to represent H-Town in the right way on some, some modern shit. You know, on some playing shit, man. That's what's up. I'm looking forward to that. So,
1: man, you are revolutionary, man. Uh, so, the first time I ever seen EDF was on Twitter. <laughs> and this is like around, I don't know, bro, like, two, like 2008, 2009. And it yeah. was... And you was like literally the first nigga I ever seen stream on on the internet because I remember you used to do the EDF TV back in the day on UStream. You remember that?
2: Yep, that was the shit,
1: man. Yeah, like you, uh, you, you was literally the first nigga I ever seen stream. I didn't even know like what UStream was until like you did that shit.
2: Hell yeah, man. I'll be sitting back thinking about EDF TV and I'm low-key trying to get my hands on those videos as I still got my account. But I ain't think that Ustream TV, Tiny Tech TV, would ever take off. If that shit was the case, nigga, I would have never went to college. I would just kept getting on TV every day.
1: Yeah, he used to do that shit like every night, man. And your shit crazy. You had uh, the chicks fall through. I remember one time you had like a... <laughs> I remember one time you had like... like eight chicks fall through and like niggas was like thirsty trying to get their Facebooks and shit and all that shit. But this was before Instagram so niggas wasn't even asking for the IG. so like niggas was trying to get like their Facebooks like personal Facebooks and shit.
2: Yeah, yeah, man.
1: So you was like definitely before your time on that, man. Hell yeah. So, um so yeah, with that, with the uh, EDF TV you said you wish you, you kept going with it?
2: Why don't you bring bring it back? I actually am going to bring it back, man, because my my team around me be saying you need to be more interactive anyway, especially when this
1: music is shit. Yeah, for sure. Because, like, a lot of. Well, well, before, like, around the time when you did it, because you were before your time with it, so, like people was on um, like rappers were streaming a lot but it seemed like it slowed down I guess like people doing like IG live I guess IG live is like the same thing kinda sorta
2: that's pretty much all it is bro I feel that Instagram live snap well snapchat ain't live yet but I feel like everybody sat down and got their money got their minds right Instagram was the first person to do it and uh and then uh Instagram was the first person to do it, man. But I am going to bring EDF TV Live back because I just feel like, man, that shit was fun just having people call in and all that. And uh, I'll probably use it as a platform. I don't know if niggas like Adam22, people sit there and listen to him for two hours. Niggas will listen to, uh, you know what I'm saying? Niggas will, to, uh, niggas will listen to us talk for hours, especially on camera.
1: Yeah, you yeah you'd be shocked because I'd be shocked. Like God. niggas listen to me for two hours because I hate my voice, but people like to hear it. So I don't know, the play's going up. So yeah, you'd be shocked what niggas like to hear. So yeah, go ahead and try it, man. So um, let me ask you a question, man. So I never asked you this. Like, what was your inspiration growing up, like in Houston, rapping and shit? Like, like what's your background? Are you originally from Houston? Can you know how some niggas they rep where they from and they don't really actually be from there? So like, what's some of your background?
2: I, first off, I was born and raised in Houston. I was born and raised on the South Side. I was born and raised in Home Clark, so I've been in Houston my whole life. Musically, man, I was really, I had a weird taste of music growing up. Like, I cared more about Twister, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Do or Die, uh, and a lot of shit like that, even Coolio. Before I actually got hip to Houston at H Cali and Houston music. But man, I used to jam a lot of that. Like like I was a big Bone Thugs and Harmony fan. Like that that was the shit that was just like when that rap came, when I was able to get that rap and that information out of Source magazine, to me that shit was that shit was that shit was live. Because back then growing up, like everybody was always independent. So everything was normal back then I me for people to be independent and i was kind of discouraged by that because i was illiterate but looking back at it i should have been like damn i should have been looking up to y'all but not looking up but i look coming up i used to jam bone i used to jam Nas, you know what i'm saying like i used to jam all that type of shit but uh my funny story about Nas, I really don't really fuck with New York music. <laughs> no disrespect to New York and hip-hop, but I was I wanted to do a die tape. Yeah. So I went to Target, and I saw do a die, AZ. I'm like, oh, these niggas got a new tape I call AZ. Man, I bought that bullshit home. What the fuck is these niggas rapping about, bro? It wasn't do a die. It was AZ. Shout out to AZ, whoever he is. But... But now nah, my music love bringing i do love Houston music. I was growing up; I was stealing screw tapes from the back back of my cousin's car. But that shit was just around naturally, so it was—it was one of the things that was put into my blood, as opposed to me going out to seek the inspiration for. Like the inspiration was thrown in your face out here. So when you said you
1: was uh, illiterate, so you just basically mean like, back when you was young, did you think like everybody had to have like a major label deal? To, to um succeed in the rap game,
2: I honestly felt that way. I Honestly felt that if you was a nigga getting your music pressed up, locally, you was broke, and that was dumb. Yeah, I think
1: like, I think most people felt that way. Like when um when like back in the day when you seen like niggas like selling like CDs out of their trunk, they was pretty much considered like bums. Like you
2: didn't take them serious. Yeah, until until Texas changed that. Well, uh. <clears throat> Michael Watts, Slim Thug, Chameleon now,
1: yeah.
2: uh, Dirty South Riders, Third Degree. Them the niggas that made you pop in your trunk and selling music cool. Before that, it was cool. Back then, it was cool to have your music on the store shelf. But yeah. then, once Slim them, them was like, nah, man, we can't. Well, once I realized I was paying niggas $16 a CD, I was realizing, like, damn, this is some real fucking money going on out here. So I was just like, yeah. And
1: it's crazy because the game is like going back to that because like nobody going to Best Buy's bar or shit no more.
2: Hell yeah, no. Nah.
1: And you don't, you don't got your, you press your stuff up. I know you put all your stuff on Apple Music and streaming, but you, do you like actually like press up like copies?
2: Man, I press up copies, stickers, CDs. I still believe in that because I was at the parking lot in the studio last week and I'm like, man. I said at least seven of these cars out here got a CD player, so I'm gonna keep pressing up limited runs of CDs. So I just did the math. Even I just put a new radio on my truck. That whole got a CD. So you know what I'm saying? It's like I still think people listen to CDs. I don't. I really don't like fucking with my phone while I'm driving. Mm-hmm. Like your phone and driving shit to me is like just that shit dumb. So I just try to stay away from that as far as possible.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm slightly addicted to the phone, so. I'm still on like the Bluetooth wave, and but as long as you got your shit on like streaming, what like. I know some niggas, they just like, they just trying to like study like CDs only, and I think that's kind of like a bad move. But you say you pass out like cards and shit and all that, and stickers too.
2: Man, I, I pass out whatever cards, stickers, and CDs, because we in the market as artists, but we compete with billion dollar corporations that don't know what's going on. So. We have to, as artists, be niche. We have to know how to hustle. and like, We got to know the cracks in the alleyways and the back streets of this music industry to still do it and want to do it. Because if you pay attention to all the major aspects and the major labels and machines that J. Cole be rapping about, yeah. you're going to wake up and be like, man, I don't want to rap. I'm finna go work at the factory and feed my family. So once you tune out all the major corporations, like, then you can still you can still thrive and win because it's cause I, I, I got fans. Like I don't even like calling people fans. I just be like, I will consider them as people that fuck with music like me. And for my, uh, my team to see them management reports of them, 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 finger, them, blah, them, them, uh, the streaming checks come in. I'm like, damn, this shit is real life. I just, but I'm just, I'm just still here. Like, I don't get it. Cause I, Cause this nigga's like title. I ain't never seen my title numbers. Like it'd be so much bullshit going on with this. This magic. they turn music into cryptocurrency, bro. And ain't shit we can do about it. So what's like? What's the like? What's the
1: difference between like the streaming game? Like how many? Like like? Do you got any tips for the independent artist that's trying to stream and shit? Cause I know I got a bunch of questions. Cause I don't I don't make music, but I got like how much like. How much is a stream like? How much do? How many streams do you gotta get to make like a decent living off of rapping independently?
2: Man, to make a decent living <laughs> off of rapping independently, I feel that you might need at least a million streams a month. A million streams, my fault? okay. And that—that's just me throwing a number out there because I've—I've I've seen, because I've got—I've done dozens of thousands of streams. I've cashed out thousands of dollar checks before from streaming. So it's kind of like, I know that there's money in it, but the amount of streaming that has to occur has to, you know what I'm saying, has to make an impact. Like like that, People be joking about going viral on Twitter and shit, but man, you go viral with the wrong, right song, nigga, your label gonna, you might viral, viral your way out your record deal. Like, so it's 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 the streams don't pay much, but once you hit the streets running with posters, CDs, and content every day on Instagram, that mm. should just as valuable as streams these days, sadly. I feel you on that.
1: So like do you got any like tips like how to like how to, would an independent rapper like
2: bring their brand up? Man, the best thing I can say for an independent artist to do to bring their brand up is to is to put it up there with other brands like there was a point in time where i was making merchandise for my clothes and i just didn't have the confidence that it was as good as other clothes so as i sat down and started thinking how clothing designers think i was like wait um it's kind of cool so you know what i'm saying i was just like the way i start presenting my brand and my music like i know i can make music but I have to let the world know that I can make brands, that I can make clothes, that I can afford cars, that I can afford jewelry, you know what I'm saying, that I actually live a life. So that, the best thing I can say is for an independent artist is to present themselves as somebody that they can be related to. Like, like normal, real niggas is in style. Like, you got niggas like Payroll or Ronnie, Filthy Rich. Like, you got normal niggas that's from from the streets as being able to present themselves. And they're doing that because of their brand's viability. Like Filthy, he got his brand coming up, everything. Like, even Mozzie. All these brands and all these artists, they're really bigger brands in their music before they reach us. Like, so it's a lot of times where your brand will last longer than your music. Like Payroll, like Doughboy's Cash Out, that brand was able to sustain the transition in the music industry. Like Freddie Gibbs, his brand is able to sustain, sustain these changes in the music industry. As many people want to hate it or not, Master P, yeah. his brand has superseded his stay in the music industry. Because I don't know the last Master P song I didn't hear, and I just watched his movie. Yep, so same thing, all, same thing. So it's really all about why you not trying to fit in, but it's like you do have to go an extra mile to stand out. And then once you develop the mindset that, man, I'm I'm cool for me and my fan base. All that other goofy shit, niggas yelling at their phones all day, all that shit becomes irrelevant. And it gives you the content and the energy you need to stay ahead as an artist. Because it just makes you want to focus on content as an artist for you and your brand. You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. Yeah, so basically you just got to, like,
1: build yourself up. Would you say would somebody be able to make it in the hip-hop game in 2019, 2020 without uh, a marketable, like, uh, social media or anything? So you you pretty much got to, like, market yourself also. Do you think that? Uh... Let's say, like, a nigga just shy to get on social media, and they just, like, know, know what to post. You think they would make it in today?
2: They will mm-hmm. because you got real niggas out here like Benny the Butcher. Yeah. Them niggas ain't no internet ass niggas. But they play it well. Like they get on when they have to. They're surrounded by teams of people who know how to who know how to uh communicate on the internet. So a lot of times we we'll see these artists mm-hmm. I don't expect these niggas to touch these phones. Like I I don't expect no street nigga to ever be comfortable enough talking in front of a phone. So, but yes, you do need to have online presence. Like, you do need to have hashtags. You do need to have virality and shit. Like, and you can be, you can, uh Kanye West would not be his brand. His Kanye West's name and brand would not be valuable today if it wasn't for his alignments made on social media. Like, as much as we want to be in denial, Kanye is just staying relevant. And he knows what he's sure. doing. Like, yeah, he's a cool, he sold out, but everybody else around him who didn't sell out, who not a cool, they sadly, they washed, they gone. So you got to be on this weak-ass internet to shine. Like, I don't know no niggas that's not on it. Put it this way, the niggas I know that's not on the internet shining, and they got, it's a perfect reason for it. Like, but if you want to be an entertainer, you better get ready to Ready to
1: entertain and stay relevant, pretty much.
2: Pretty much, man. Like the, like today or that or you, did that. Yeah, you have to, bro. But the the one thing I can say is artists don't have to feel obligated to display their development on social media. Like you literally can just not pay attention to social media, and when it's time for you to drop your project and videos, you can you can get on it. But you compete with computers and algorithms, so at the end of the day, you gotta you gotta stay posted on it to stay relevant. Like I just yeah. feel Yeah, I feel that. Also, I feel like
1: in like today's standards, I think like well in today's like industry, I think like more people are like obligated to listen to your music if they fuck with you on social media more. Like if they like um they like the shit you post, they be like, Okay. I fuck with, with what he doing on IG, so let me go ahead and check out his music. I think that's what that's how the game is now.
2: Man, I be wanting to think that, bro, but I ain't never went to listen to a Fatboy SSE song a day in my life. Well,
1: I'm not talking about like IG comedians. I'm talking about like niggas that you, that seem like they know how to rap or something like that. Now, now the, nigga you, the nigga you just said, the Fatboy SSE nigga, now, I wouldn't take his rapping serious because it seemed like he made it off IG comedy and then he learned, and then he went to rap. Cause you know, like IG niggas, when they get famous, they start rapping. But I'm talking about a guy that you think that's a rapper first and he make cool posts and stuff like that.
2: I feel you, I feel you, man. It's, yeah, I mean, yeah, if you if uh, you make your goal to post music, of course I'm gonna quit your music. But I was chilling my girl the other day. She was like, you just like everything, huh? I'm like, yeah, man. Cause these niggas some hoes. Niggas don't support <laughs> nobody on the internet no more. Somebody gotta click the like button. Yeah. And I'm like, that should just that should just visibility. It's all a computer, man. It's all recording keystrokes. Yeah, yeah. Just um. Also, when
1: you like shit, that like put your name out there. Cause some people might go through the lights and like, who this nigga?
0: Yeah, and check, yeah. see
1: what you doing. Or like, look at the comments and like, what this nigga, like this nigga about. You yeah, never man. know who on the comments and who looking, who li- um, looking at the likes.
2: Bro, you never know who on the internet. Cause the internet is full of niggas that instigate shit too. So, like, what you, what you saying in one comment, somebody gonna screenshot that comment and send it <clears throat> to somebody else. Cause I don't know how you and your partners do, but I watch people post dumb shit on Instagram all day. And I will hit that, that 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 paper plane and send it to my people, like, look at this shit. Like, people you can't become a joke on Instagram easy.
1: Oh, you talking about like roasting the nigga? Like, look at this corny nigga. Look yeah, like
2: my... Yeah, and I feel if any anytime you post something on the internet, you open the roast. Like, yeah. like when people be posting shit, then they get they start crying when they get roasted. I'm like, yo, ain't nobody tell you to brag about your accomplishments to us. Like, like the internet's a mean place, and I don't think it's gonna ever change. So that's why I think that's like you got that real nigga generation of internet, and you got that new internet. That that's the internet I just can't fuck with.
1: But if you posting yourself on the internet, like you should be like, you should just be obligated to jokes because you've been roasted before. We had the hashtag. You remember the EDF albums, yeah. and you yeah, you, you you uh, you seen that shit and. I'm pretty yeah, sure. That. I'm pretty sure that didn't get to you because it was all love at the end of the day. we still fucking with you. Yeah, yeah, but these new niggas on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, like if, like Who for example, if crowded? that would, if that would have happened to one of these new niggas, them probably would have killed themselves or something like that.
2: Hey, that's true, bro. When people be like, the reason why I be chilling out is people would snitch and get you fired, get you blackballed, get you get your blacklisted, like, people really be going out of their way to uh, get niggas fired these days. Gotta be careful on the internet. Now, people back then, people didn't take the internet seriously, but now they do. Now, I just think that's extremely weird. Like, like, yo, this shit is not supposed to be this real. Yeah, it's not, man.
1: And it's sad that it is. Um, that's kind of, that's kind of a good segue, man. So, uh, Let's go ahead and address some stuff, so. We had a, a fellow, you, do we need to mention his name, or we just, you know what I'm talking about. We had a fellow Houston rapper, he uh, said your name on another
0: podcast. Zombie like Beast Coast had like some shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I went in them. me and my nigga Ike, Now I see some nigga that was talking shit online. I start beating his ass, like, off the, no. I walked up, you know what I'm saying, I got one nigga up, I'm high, I ain't, I ain't realize who it was. you' like, oh, what's up, bro, my name is EDF. Well, so I'm like, you nigga that was talking shit online? They're like, yeah, I slapped his hand. He like, what? Then I slapped him, boom! I was <laughs> glad, like that's kind of nigga I was back in the day. I did slap your bitch ass, cause you yeah. a bitch. Yeah. So I slapped that bitch, boom! <laughs> he like, oh yeah, for real? I'm like, man, we we walk in, I'm minding my business, I'm chilling. Yeah. He like, Max oh, So what's up? I'm like, just pee under you. I'm like, nigga, you calling me up? What's up? So I look, boom, then two messes come with him. I'm like, that's it? Then two more messages come. Like, look, bro, I ain't no ho. Oh yeah,
2: man. I man, these niggas always be saying my name out right here. Yeah. But I'm but I'm always like I'm I'm always ten steps ahead of niggas anyway. But like I, I realize that the internet and the podcast make niggas go crazy and shit. It make them get gassed up.
1: But yeah, it's <laughs> just weird that he just brought it up like on a it was a popular podcast, it's the real, so that's kinda like that made it like go yeah. kinda viral.
2: Yeah, I'm sitting here looking. I honestly bro, I listened to the snippet, but I ain't listened to it listened to it yet. Yeah. because in my head, when when you when you meet up with somebody and y'all squash some shit in person, it's your own direction. Like you, you just put it behind you. Like, but at the same time, I'm like, man, this nigga does not want me to troll him because I will troll the fuck out of an African. But I'm, but I, but it's like one of those things where I would I wouldn't bring a nigga name up in a podcast, but I uh. Because because no matter what, what beefs or issues I have with people, as a businessman, as an artist, I applaud everything, especially from this city, where niggas get no shine. Well, well, I'm I'm glad that Maxo so out of anybody who could get a deal. I'm glad it was him, because because these niggas were starting to get starting to hate Megan and Stallion for her shine. I'm like, damn, that's fucked up. But nah, man, that nigga lying. He he gassed up that shit like. A nigga ain't never slapped my glasses off my face. Only person to slap my glasses off my face is probably one of my baby mamas, and uh, that nigga gassed up that shit, bro. But well, that's but that's uh, but you know how it's how some niggas do. They they put the gas in the tank. But truth be told, this is this how it all started. Okay, it's it's deep. It's deep. It ain't deep deep. So a long time ago, hey. Hey, put it this way. You you ever heard the show called Blackish? Yeah, I heard of it. All right, so the nigga who wrote, who writes, who used to write for Blackish, put out a documentary about Houston called The West. And there's a bunch of young niggas on there. And they start talking about, yeah, we used to bang, but these kicks bought us together. But the whole message was, we banging. We we still, we, we so, we so. we some uh crossbred gangsters, we some like some mixed breed gangsters that 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 came together for kicks. But we we'll rob and kill you. And these niggas own mamas was on the interview saying, Yeah, man, our kids lost. So I get on Twitter, have to watch and I'm like, damn, I just watched this shit these niggas lost. And some lame ass nigga I don't even know the nigga's name, bro. But I think he one of them niggas who who lie about what he posts and post fake jewelry and fake cars all day. Yeah. Or he was probably one of them X NFL niggas who I don't know, I don't even know who the nigga is to be honest with you, bro. But he wants like, why don't you add the nigga? I'm like, bro, I don't watch documentaries and go adding everybody from the fucking documentary I see. Then so he gonna at the nigga. And the nigga was like, pull up. I'm like, nigga, I'll pull up on your bitch ass, nigga. What the fuck you mean? Like I don't give a. You could be the creepiest crip in America or the bleediest blood, nigga. I'm, I'm gonna pull up to your hood. You know what I'm saying? But long story short, so I saw the nigga at a concert months later, and I I, I ain't gonna say I charged him up, but I went up to him like, yo, I'm the up, dog. You, you talking about that, that threatening me in person shit? But then people got between it, diffused the situation. But I don't give up. Like once you start a fight with me, I'm a I'm a I'm an asshole. So fast forward, I I take off my chains and shit. I go inside looking for them. and I and I I forgot I had a show that night. I opened for Flatbush Zombies, so I wasn't on one deep still. I still had people there, but I, I went in. It was only him and his one partner. So I'm like, man, these niggas can't do much. So I went in and it was like a mini brawl. But Oil House like, got good security, so they broke it up in like five seconds. Nobody touched me. Nobody dropped me. or Nothing like that. But yeah, we just we shit. We went out separate ways, and uh, and that was literally the end of it. Until I saw him in the studio, like three or four years later, I we chopped it up about the situation. I was like, "Yeah, man, we both in different places in life now." And we went on, but the but the gassing up, like, like the whole gassing up is like, I was like, bro, I'm gonna let you shine. You you need this attention in your life more than me right now. Anyway, so I'm just like, I feel honored for the nigga just to to go into detail. Anytime a nigga go into detail about your or situation, yeah. I be feel honored. Like, damn, bro, you, you worried about the negative still? I'm appreciate the appreciate the promo, but it's like I ain't got no feelings against Emeka and Like, like niggas if niggas wanna niggas be like niggas be, niggas be so street minded. They talk crazy shit. But I'm like, bro, chill. I got, I got your address here. I got. I mean, you might you might go want to edit this part out. I felt honored when he mentioned my name, cause I you forgot about the situation. But a lot of people. And Houston to speak on it and be like, niggas and always came at me musically. Niggas and always came at me. And I just always stood my ground, like Florida, like I don't care how big an artist is, how small an artist is, how right or wrong an artist is, I'm gonna do what I gotta do. Uh I'm gonna do what I gotta do just to stand there and keep winning. But now the nigga gassed up the situation. But like I just laugh at that shit because it's like I'm really sitting here working on uh I'm working on my next project West Time a superstar, and I think it's probably gonna be one of the big biggest projects to come out of Houston this year. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's really, really what I'm focused on, bro. But now, just to, but about him, one thing I can't say about him. He is a, uh, you know, you got some artists that's internet gangsters and some niggas that's, that's street gangsters. Yeah. He, 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 he's like the perfect man. He's a, he's a, he has credibility. Like, I mean, you can listen to his music. He'll talk about it, but it's like, he does have credibility and shit, but it's at the same time. I was involved in deeper shit than that. They were the shit that he made the news for. I was involved in shit a lot more deeper than that, when people a lot more deeper than that to the point where I shouldn't have even been rapping. You know what I'm saying? So it was kind of like one of those things where it's like, I see I see it from the public eye, y'all crash dummies, to the street niggas, y'all just, y'all doing it wrong. But uh, it's just be a whole bunch of random shit that just keep a nigga grounded, that just keep a nigga level-headed. Like you know, the old me would be on Twitter firing him up all day, but it's like, yeah, man, you make music for you make music for uh, you make music for the white boys and the burbs, bro. <laughs> like, 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 ain't 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 no niggas in South Park jamming your shit. Like, the internet is jamming your shit, so. I just I just separate reality from digitality and just keep the life moving. But, but nah man, if if I ever seen a nigga in person, it it is what it is. Like I'm a it smart, but I ain't got I ain't finna wake up and be like, Yeah, man, my goal is to go find Maxwell today. My goal is not to go find Maxwell today. My goal is to go find a million dollars.
1: Yeah, you sound just like it's possible. But I'm glad you address glad you addressed that because that's crazy that y'all chopped it up and like y'all put it behind y'all. He still brought it up. I guess he trying to just seem like a tough guy. I guess he needed a story to tell to, to, to those white guys to look tough, to sell a couple more records. I guess that's yeah. what he needed to do. But if y'all chopped it up and y'all put it behind y'all, he shouldn't even brought that situation up at all.
2: That's fact. We chopped <laughs> it up at his studio in front of his DJ track songs, one-on-one, man-to-man, face-to-face. So that's why, even when my people be like, "Why you retweet his album?" I'm be like, "Bro, I ain't got nothing against that man. We, nigga, we, we bumped in each other. Nigga, we ain't drive around Houston for months with choppers. I, I basically addressed how filthy how they how they represented us on the DVD, and I said, "Damn, niggas from niggas repping these colors, but then repping kicks, and then y'all got partners literally losing our life in these streets. Two niggas from the same clique fighting charges, losing their life, and like, rest in peace to both to the victims of both parties. But it was like it's like bro, it's like a soap opera going on with that with that little circle of drama and violence. Like if you listen to Max on music, he explains it a lot. And it took me a while for me to get his mindset. I'm like, man, let me listen to this nigga music. And once you just understand where a nigga from and how they mindset operate, you be like, oh, I get I get it. I respect it. I understand. Like but it's just like, yeah, we squashed it. I'm still where I'm at as a man. Like, I ain't got I ain't got nothing against him. I want that nigga to win. That nigga got a family just like me, bro. That nigga need his millions. So I want him to get out there, get his millions. Shit, and Shit, any niggas want to bring you the name up, keep bringing it up in interviews. Cause that shit give me cool
1: points. I, I bet a bunch of people was like, hitting you up on the low, saying, what the fuck, what the fuck going on with this?
2: Yeah, and that shit was old, bro. I'm talking like 2012, 2013 old, bro. Like like the old me. Yeah, I'm going to run back in the venue and try to fight you, of course. But the whole the whole issue started over me retweeting like, damn, these niggas lost. Not even on no clown or troll shit, just on some heartbroken shit. And when you like see niggas on a YouTube documentary that's two hours long from where you grew up from. Yeah. Like, the same corner stores you used to post up from. So for me to say, damn, these niggas lost, and that's heartbreaking. And to some middleman troll to pop up and be like, why don't you at Maxo? I'm like... <laughs> that's corny. That's damn. Corny. I'm like, okay. Adam. I, I don't give a fuck. Exchanged a couple words. nigga. said, I'm going to swing. See, I'm going to beat you up. Okay, i made sure you see me. Ain't nothing that happened. But, yeah, but the fact that a nigga who... A middleman nigga who instig who instigated the situation, cause niggas coming. Like I watch documentaries all day, like. But I realize, like, yo, you people on the internet, I don't even blame the artist, cause cause if your homeboy bring you something, be like, yo, this nigga flaming you up, man. yeah. Of course okay. you don't get get gassed about it, but me, I'm just like, damn, like. It could have been one way. It could have been two ways for me. I could have took the situation as a as a clout chase situation, and I just feel a nigga like me, as intelligent as me, replying to his interview on the public scale, is just like nigga what? Or I could just take that same amount of energy and realize like, okay, a nigga mentioned me. What's next? And just keep going, cause I yeah. got, I got.
1: Yeah, cause you could have went the Camco Hart um, route and like was posting the shit like the clip on your IG and shit like clout chasing it crazy,
2: bro. Yeah, and that's that's what that's that's what, that's why I always I be telling people like I don't never want to be that nigga. I rather be known as that nigga from Houston. Like, like I'm from Houston. Like, in the discussion, and that's just uh. Man, it's just how I be, bro. I don't be I don't be trying to uh I don't be trying to uh portray I don't be trying to portray my my city as something it's not. Even though my city has changed over the past five years in terms of violence, I'm still I'm still gonna be out here for the players, man. Like like I remember hearing stories about Dom Kennedy get washed and in- Pack Div niggas getting watched back in the day on Yeah, end. for sure, for sure. And it's like, however you take that shit, is how you keep running with it. And I, I'm thankful. Now, don't get me wrong. Yeah, we had issues. We ran into each other. We bumped heads and all that. Whoop whoop, man. But I'm thankful that a nigga ain't dropped me, knocking out and go viral off of it in my rap career. Cause I done not watch Sauce Walker drop niggas. Some niggas can't rap no more. Like. Niggas really be getting ran out of this rap game. So I'm 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 very thankful that I might that it's not an important part of my history as an artist in Houston. Yeah. But I do take pride in standing up to anybody, no matter how big they is, how street they is, how crazy they claim they are. I'm not gonna back down from no battle. But I do I do got a lot of sense. And back in that time, back during that era, I was young, that nigga was even younger. So, so the fact that we were able to come full circle and you know squash that shit was like, damn, niggas do grow and mature, yeah. and it made me realize he was a mature artist as well. So, that's why I just be like, yeah, bro, niggas be gassing the situation up. Like, you just gassed it up. I gotta go watch the interview though. To see, to see how to learn how to gas up my past situations and rap for when I do my press run. Yeah, I ain't even like listen to like the full thing. I just heard the
1: clip and he said your name playing his day.
2: Yeah, I do. I do give him respect for saying my name because most niggas don't even say names, but but I was like, damn, nigga, that that must have struck a nerve. I think it probably struck a nerve because it was like, damn, it's a nigga who, who who I did not whoop. That's a nigga whose name, whose ass I did not whoop a drop. Those names always stand out the most in the nigga's life. Like the battles, the battles you don't win, they'll be the battles that that stay in the history. Books. Yeah, it's funny because like
1: if you listen to the nigga music, like he be on some yeah, like he the Rambo of Houston, and then like he for him to remember your name, that shit had to click a nerve on him. Because if he did all that street shit, like, how do you remember that incident? Like, if you did so much street shit.
2: Yeah, bro. I'm telling you, that's the internet, bro. Uh, like, that's just how I learned how it work, bro. I learned you can't take the bait for everything. Or nigga, Bro, niggas got your account suspended. Like, so that should tell you what people's heads are at now. Like, yeah. Like, that's the crazy part about everything,
1: bro, like. Yeah, one little tweak can strike somebody's nerves so bad they want you out of here, bro. That's just like how, yeah, that's how we, that's where we at now. But, um, the, uh, segue, like, what's, what's some, um, what's some good Houston rappers out now?
2: Man, a lot of people in my city making a lot of noise right now that I can actually, that I can actually make some noise for a speaker. <laughs> Like one of the biggest artists right now coming out the city is probably uh, Don Tolliver. He's one of Travis Scott's artists. Hey, I love his music. Yeah, he he's great. He's a great artist. Uh, we got OMB Blood OMB Bloodbath. She's an uh, she's a female artist out of Third Ward. We got artist named June Bug. We got artists uh, like DJ XO. He's a great producer. Uh, we got Slim Thug who just dropped the CD still last week. And it's the same some Thug from the Mike Jones era. And, uh, we got, uh... Man, who else we jam... We got Lil' Jeremy. Lil' Jeremy, he represents the Gaz gang. One of the best rappers out. We got a nigga named Skeet Taste that, that I saw some Nike Talk niggas. Uh, I actually think he changed... Ever since that Skeet Taste tweet, I think the nigga changed his name to Hot Boy Skeeter. So... The internet be fucking up shit for people, though. Like, <laughs> Man, but uh, who else I'll be jamming out here, man? We got Les. He be out here. I'll be jamming his shit. Of course, we got Maxo. He's probably one of the biggest artists in the city uh, right now. We got Megan Thee Stallion. She is the biggest artist in the South right now. Man, who else out here would be jamming in the H? Uh, man, we just got so many people jamming out here, bro. Like, like we still jam Screw, of course, every day. We jam a lot of Slim K mixtapes. Uh, man, we we, we, shit, it's, we jam Texas, too. So, you know, we got Yellow Beasy. You know what I'm saying? I still jam Devin the Dude. You know what I'm saying? We got, man, bro, The music, the music scene in Houston. We got the people I work with directly every day. We got people like Yellow. You got people like Shaw Louise, like man, it's it's crazy. We got a lot of shit going on in Houston, but I haven't been able to jam Houston music like that because there's so much music coming out to the point where it just you just feel like, fuck, I'm tired. Is um so, is
1: Platinum Hands from Houston?
2: Platinum Hands is from Houston. Yeah, he's uh he from Houston. He does a lot of production for me on my CDs. so Yeah, he did
1: Seals, man. sales crazy. I wake up every day, I play Seals.
2: Man, I appreciate you, bro. Oh yeah, we still got George Young out here. He makes out George Young. Uh, man, her name the great. Uh niggas like Mike Red. Like a lot of people I started making music with, I can honestly say that they still around here making music. Because it's a lot of artists that Man, niggas be disappearing, bro. Like, there's been points and times so I was one car not away from having to quit rap forever. So it's like, this hobby shit, this hobby shit ain't really the, the safest route for uh. This hobby shit really just ain't the safest route for a lot of niggas. But now he still got a big up and coming bubbling scene, bro. Like we got uh Tisa Kareem. A Wiz, I think Wiz just signed a uh, young Daisy who be doing the wall dance and all that. So, here's the got some uh got some people coming up, bro. All right, and speaking of Wiz, how how
1: you got Wiz in your video? That one video you did.
2: All right, so a lot of people don't know, but I moved to Pittsburgh three years ago with my little brother. He started a uh, food truck business. The coop chicken the waffles, y'all be sure to go hit that hoe up if you in Pittsburgh. But uh nah. he was like, hey, I can get you a job, whatever, I got you some opportunity out here. So anytime I hit that, open opportunity where I jump on it. So shit, I moved out there to Pittsburgh. Long story short, anywhere I'm at, I'ma set up shop and make music. So I set up a studio. And uh I I need some mean, weed. And I got on the internet looking for some weed. And I was looking for Pittsburgh rappers. And this one nigga popped up named Fat Corey. And, uh, I hit that nigga after a few weeks and stuff. I started fucking with the people around him. I put up to this one show. And that's where I started meeting people in uh, Pittsburgh. Like, uh, the Knuckleheads, Raw Heads, Jiggy. You know, all them niggas. So, uh... Man, I mean, uh, Crippin' Jiggy and Raheem, they the Knuckleheads, which, uh, they, uh, they fuck with whiz out there in Pittsburgh. Uh, they was on tour with them, so we was, uh, we've been procrastinating shooting this killer video for about a year. So once we shot the video, we shot it. My scene was on the tour bus. We was just on the bus, just sitting back, talking, chopping up, smoking, and chilling. We shot the video,
0: and that's really how I
2: link with them. But, uh, but yeah, I talk to my Pittsburgh niggas like damn near every day or twice a day. Because I was out there. I ain't know nothing, bro. I was just a, I was just a normal nigga just floating around like, yo, that's a place called Pittsburgh with black people. <laughs> I don't teach this in the South, bro.
1: Yeah, I feel you. Because I was looking at the video. and I was like, nigga, is that Wiz Khalifa? Like, did you try and link up with him with, on the music?
2: Uh, nah, I kind of respect his space, bro. Cause after I tour, feel it, you, I feel you. Niggas be seeming exhausted after tours. and um, But it's one of those situations where I'm, I'm beyond the part of trying to be a superstar artist. Like, I just feel like I've been blessed enough with enough intelligence and knowledge to put other people in positions to win. Like, like if somebody called me and be like, yo, I need a trap song. I don't want to be the one sitting there, let me make a trap song. I'd rather be like, I'd rather heat up Keith and be like, yo, I got somebody who needs some trap music for a movie them your artists. So I'm really thinking in a way of of growing like rap is fun. Don't get me wrong. Making music is fun, but but making money and being there for your family is the best of it all. So I rather just uh yeah, i rather just I rather just, man, I just <laughs> want everybody to win or whatever they're doing. So I'm just trying to put like unfortunately music is probably my best way into entertainment because technology works. Well, technology is gonna take me one direction I don't want to go in life. But I feel with music, if I can mix those some technology, it'll put me on a in a position just to help other artists win, to help other platformers win. Like I need, like I want you platform to be just as important as tiny Desk and NPR podcasts and shit like that. So I'm just in a point where I'm, well, I just want to see everything grow and win. Like, but I feel like I'm blessed enough with music. And ideas to help me get in those situations, but at the end of the day, man, I just wanna—I just wanna be in a position to watch Black inner City people win with technology, because I feel once we do, we'll take back over the world how we used to, and that's uh and I'm watching it occur firsthand. Like we come from a culture where white people act like we can't program and do math, when since we invented programming and math, so. This shit gonna take a while, but we are gonna fuck the world up again as a culture, and it's gonna take a whole lot of people who actually care for the culture, not themselves. And that's gonna, that's what's gonna happen. Like people like you, like you could have easily been said fuck music, but every day you got your podcast going, you got your gaming going. So that's why people, we gotta stay on those around us to keep winning, because as long as as long as we let each other give up, that's when we get it. You know crackers as y'all say in Florida. You know, the power man. That's yeah, exactly. And I'm pretty sure it's, it's them gassing up these these rappers from Florida behind the backs with the fake deals and stuff like. Because they put because it's expensive to get on the top of World And i be I don't know if these niggas OGs doing it like that, but somebody. These capitalist ventures, bro. They they. We used to joke about industry plants, bro. Now we got to live with industry trees because these people have enough power and money to, to build a fake industry. Like Hasakashi came in that, that nigga was deeper than the industry plant. The feds used him as an industry tree, and it's like damn, and people ran right under it and started picking apples from it and sitting under it and everything.
0: Yeah, that's a
1: social experiment.
2: A lot of yeah. people, and when he went down, a lot of people had like they wasn't with him when they really was with him. A lot of people was with him, bro, like, but I knew some was fishy when Rapalot was trying to trace him down South by Southwest, and all of a sudden they was just like, "Nah, this ain't not a battle." That's I think, I think, I think back then they just got word that he was that he was working with the feds. Like, I do honestly feel he was a, he was a, a former COINTEL pro that went bad. Yep, I agree with that. I don't know, bro. It's. It's deep. It's scary, bro. Like when niggas kill Nipsey. Like the rap game is so important now. I don't think we realize how important it is. Like we're important enough now that if an artist dies, they get buried in the Staples Center. So, well, not buried, but you know, like you that. Like, yeah. yeah, they want to like they want to give us like they want to give us the attention and exposure, but. They don't want to give us the gold from it. They just want to give us all the metals from it. But they don't want to give us the invoices. Like, Yeah, I'm just trying to... I'm really just trying to stay focused as an artist and make a lot of... Uh, I'm still trying to keep, keep this money in, bro.
1: So let's talk... Let's, before we get up out of here, let's talk about your next project. So... What like what you said you got Slim Thug, you said you got who else you said you got on it?
2: I got GLC on there. GLC. Yeah. Uh you ever heard of GLC?
1: Yeah, you talking about Kanye
2: dude? Yeah, Kyle, yeah, the, yeah, the nigga that made college drop by college drop by. Yeah. And, uh Stally from Ohio. Stally, okay? sorry, Stally Also I just added a track on my nigga Raheem from the uh from Knuckleheads on there. But the project it's a ninety percent produced by Platinum Hands. I got sure. uh, I got a couple remixes on that with George G and B, which is uh, G Luck and B Done. They some of the best producers out of Houston. I got them on there doing some production. So uh, there's probably gonna be about ten tracks. Uh, I actually sat down. Uh, we went and got the project mixed and mastered. We put money money into the marketing. I got posters. I need to go hang up uh i have limited edition cds i got the west timer shirt that's actually been selling good so i got that but the music is coming real soon it's a real southern style but if you want to think of it it's like production wise it's like a mix of big crit mixing with eight ball mjg's producers mixing with some old rap a lot producers with a high quality uh with better instruments so, I, I really tried to keep that old Houston sound. Not old Houston sound, but just that, that classic Southern sound. So when niggas, like when a Ball MJG was on covers in their uh, SLBs, it's like, that sound is, I felt when hip, hip-hop peaked. So, I feel like I want to just keep going on with that sound, bro. I just, yes, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be one of the most Houston-ass CDs. Like, I expect nobody uh, east of the Mississippi to jam it, but... I really just want to make this project real special. I want to make it sound amazing. I want to make it be one of them projects that I can build from.
1: That's so, what's so I'm looking forward to that, man. When that when when you think that's gonna drop?
2: That is gonna drop. Uh man, honestly I'm gonna meet with my management this week, so I'm probably gonna have a pre order link out within the next two or three days. But I'm looking to drop at the end of August or early September. So that's really the goal in place. That way we just got more time. I'm actually also dropping a, a freestyle CD probably tonight and tomorrow. So all freestyles over key, little Kiki Beats. Just also, you know, to play with the algorithm. And, uh, but, man, I'm just really just trying to focus on working on music and uh, finding a, a plan and a, a, a format to help younger inner-city artists get their music out there. Basically, just put in the form of a checklist. Like, I know the game is to be sold, not to be told, but some people we gotta just give it to to help them sell it. So I'm all, I just wanna just try to make this music shit happen. Like, it took me a long time to, to realize you can make music off money money off music. Cause I always made money off technology and other shit. So when it came to me, I actually kept rapping. Like, doing the show I opened for Stally in Houston the other day. And I can honestly say that. I probably had the most people, brought the most people along. Like when I was opening up for Les back in the day, I can honestly say when I was selling tickets, doing that groundwork as an artist, I'd bring the most people in. When I opened up for Freddie Gibbs, I'd bring the most people in. I opened up for Devin and Dude, I bought uh, an amazing amount of people in. I opened up for Big Crick, I bought an amazing amount of people in. And so it took me a long time to actually take my own career seriously, even after I was doing all these openers, putting out all these projects. I'm to the point where it's like, damn, I established a fan base. So let me let me make West Town a superstar project that represents H-Town, represents what we do, how we spend money. You know, just, uh, just ready to get it going, man. All
1: right. Free on that man, you got anything you want to plug before we get up out of here? Because you got a man, you got a lot of knowledge on the independent game. You know a lot, so I'm glad that you sharing it with the with the other up and comers. But you got anything you want to plug? Uh
2: yeah, man. One thing I do want to plug is to all artists is to uh, it's to don't quit. Yeah, just get smarter. Like don't let don't let don't let these artists feel that you have to feel like you're a slave to make money off of music because nah, you'll never have to be a slave to no industry and no just no no organization or nothing. Be a slave to yourself, make your money, your family money, and then pimp the music. Otherwise, you're gonna quit. And uh, embrace the technology in music, and uh, take advantage of every piece of technology. Have a release spreadsheet for outlets you don't think matter that do matter. Like Spinrilla, that Piff, Live Mixtapes. Go put your music up on those outlets still. Because no, it's still niggas out there who don't pay for streaming services, so uh, basically invest in if you really believe in yourself and your product, invest in it. You're gonna have to spend some brand on music videos. If you know your shit is that shit and you just feel it needs to platform back then. People used to think World Car- World Star was a vulture, uh, but now World Star is one of the best channels on YouTube, like lyrical Lemonade. So you're gonna have to make investments to shine, and you're gonna have to stay in the streets. Like you gotta, you gotta be in people's faces. Like you gotta let people know who you are. You gotta hit these bullshit ass showcases that be like twenty five dollars to perform. Like. You gotta think about it like you're in a competition of a whole bunch of snakes in the water that all wanna uh, swim in the same sea as you. And you gotta, you gotta, sometimes you gotta do crumb shit to win as an artist. So I wouldn't even call it crumb shit, but it's things that will affect your pride that you gotta do to make, you, that's gonna make you shit on the competition. I would rather be the artist that's not doing shows. I mean, I would rather be the artist that's doing 100 bullshit shows a night and a nigga sitting in my living room hating on the nigga going to a hundred bullshit shows up. You know what I'm saying? So as an artist, it's kind of like a rat race. It's really a rat race out here these days. You just got to keep grinding. You got to embrace the technology. You got to embrace the knowledge. Uh, you need to register as ASCAP or BMI. Uh, I feel every artist, if they have an, if they have a Gmail account, should manage their own intro kid account. You just, get, just get someone to help you with the artwork and labeling the songs right. But if you want to be an artist, you got to take control. You got to take some control and put some visibility in your career. Because if, if you're not watching your numbers go up, if you're not watching it happen, or your team is not watching it happen, then you are wasting your time. But you have to take advantage of these platforms. Like, one thing I can say is if you see a new platform that pops up, Sign up for it immediately. Like when United Masters popped up, I signed up for them, registered. They accepted me as an artist. So you just got to give yourself options as an artist. Like, you want your music everywhere, you want it to be heard. Uh, also, I want to say uh, focus on search engine optimization. I know this shit is intimidating to an artist, and this is where bringing opinion comes in. You want to be Googleable. So if your name is Lil Chris, and you're not buzzing yet. My best advice is, is, change that name to Lil Chris 2000 or Lil Chris with Pints. Like you know, you know what I'm saying. You got you got to stand out on Google, bro. You compete with computers and technology. And like me as an artist, right now, I've thought about changing my name because I have to compete with one of the biggest energy companies in Europe right now, EDF. So it's kind of like what makes it even harder for me. Ten years ago. There wasn't no EDF office in Houston. So every time you type the EDF Houston, I popped up. Now I have to flood the game with more content than a global corporation. So my name stays on the first page of Google. So it's just a lot of shit that artists gotta, that will turn them off. That I just feel that, nah, man, just stay to it, stick to it. Surround yourself with somebody who wants to push your stuff. Don't just go get a manager because they're your manager. Now nah, your manager better believe in you more than you because there are gonna be times when you get depressed and broke down as an artist and wanna just delete it. But whoever's managing your shit is not gonna let you let the world know that's happening. They're gonna keep keep you retweeting all day. So I just want the art, independent artists just to feel that they don't have to follow no formulas. They can create their own lane but you have to invest in whatever you're doing. Like if you don't invest you're doing it for no reason, like you. And you gotta travel. Yeah, travel. Of you gotta invest in yourself, yeah. Travel is the biggest thing. Uh, Cause I'm from Houston, I felt like I was the shit out here, bro. Don't get me wrong. Like it's easier to feel like you the man somewhere. It took me going to Pittsburgh, being a nobody, to be like, oh shit, I'm a fucking nobody. This is ass. But it just makes you work harder. So if you repeat that process to go to every city you visit you leave those cities with relationships that last long and forever to help you develop as an artist, to help you make a mark in an art, in an artist market. So yeah, this one, this one, all in the inter- independent artists, like the game is structured to make you quit. Like it is made to discourage you to not push your creativity through and real creativity going to win no matter what. So Yeah, man, just, just... And I'm also an artist that if you, like, if you got a question about music, pushing on music or something, I feel like I'm an artist, like, just hit me and ask me. And that's just, that's just the mindset I have. Like, just hit me and ask me, I got you. Like, I'm not Steve Stouts, CeeLo Bell, but, man, I'm, I'm just EDF from Houston. That's been, that's been... That was learning how to put music on iTunes before iTunes accepted music. So, that's just that's just the mindset I be having. See, I want everybody to have that same mindset, bro. All right. So, anytime they got a question, just hop in your
1: DMs. You got the answer for them.
2: Man, I can hit my DMs. They got a question. It, hit my DMs. Hit, hit whatever. And if I can't answer that question for them directly, I'll send them to somebody I trust to answer it directly, for, show. But for it's, sure. But that's just how I am, man. I just want everybody to jam the West Thomas Superstar Project when it come out because it, it, it is going to be one of the best sound of projects that's dropping this year. I guarantee, like, I'm at the point of my career as an artist where I got a lot of confidence in it. Like, I've always been able to make money if I've always had whatever I wanted. I always drove whatever I wanted. But when it came to music, I was always my biggest critic. But now I'm like, nah, I'm not a fucking critic. I'm an artist. Y'all the critics. So now i got that confidence to where I'm like, yeah, this is what's next. And yeah. I don't know. It's just that I had to mature into an adult artist. Like It's easy to make, make music when you got your family around you. But when you got your own family, that, that shit reorganizes that dramatically. So it was like, I'm still here for it. So
1: all right so you got you you got your new project you said it's dropping in august you said you got to talk to your team you got the freestyle tape dropping you said today man or next couple any of days. day, any day. so we're gonna link we're gonna link everything we're gonna link some of the music your favorite project for me for sure is original player that's out of all the shit I've heard from you, and I heard most of your shit because you've been—I've been listening to your shit since 2009. So, but original play is definitely your best project to me.
2: Man, I appreciate that. 2025
1: 20, good too. I fuck with 25 heavy.
2: Man, if you fuck with uh one pro, one of my friends told me that uh, what's time a superstar is like if I went back and did the tracks off of 25 an original player and then go my way and put them to redid them, So that that was a good that was a good feedback response but I'm looking forward to I'm going to have a lot more visuals out with his music. That's another thing I want artists to do. Shoot visuals. Yeah, even if, that's important. Even if, that's important. Even if you can't afford a, a three minute music video you can afford to pay a videographer a dollar to shoot you doing something for you, in front of your music once a week. Like, fool these people man these people don't know what the content is like like it's it's option you can win if you shit jamming it's gonna win yeah there's
1: a lot of people they'll be they'll probably do a video for about $300 man you gotta invest in yourself you gotta do something put a put a camera on a tripod and shoot it yourself and then have somebody
2: else edit it that's really bro that's how a lot of people winning bro Bro, if you go look at TikTok, it's a website well full of people just dancing in front of cameras. Yep.
1: Yeah, just put your phone in front of your tripod, just like freestyle or something. Put it on your IG, do something.
2: Lil' Nas X the one by uh Lil' Nas X the, uh the one by uh by TikTok.
1: Lil Nas X, yeah, he also and also they uh, like sync like one of his the song with like a GTA clip or some shit like Red Dead Red Dead Redemption two, that's what it was. Yep. they synced it to like some gameplay from that, and that shit just went viral from that. Just like syncing his song with like a video game. So yeah, you got to try everything to to make it out here, just, and just invest in yourself, man. You gave so you gave a lot of good tips, man. I appreciate you coming on, man. So.
2: Uh, shout out to the homie EDF, man. Man, shout out to the podcast, man. Shout out to some of the coolest niggas on the internet, man. man. Niggas that keep the internet going, bro, because that that shit right now, you know, but a Kamala Harris, Donald Trump shit. (laughs) I'm be like, man, this is not the life we chose, but this the world we gotta live in. So we so I feel if a president can make it make a million Trolling, guess what, man? We about to turn up our marketing machine a notch too. Hell yeah! Uh, but yeah, we're gonna um, we're gonna make
1: this podcast bigger, man. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna eventually have this be the nine to five, and we're gonna pull up to Houston, man, to interview for you for real, man. Pull up in the studio with you, chop it up,
2: all that shit. I'm down, bro, and I'll be uh, man. I'm actually gonna be booking a lot more, a lot more shows in the Bible Belt, so I'm probably gonna be on the road a lot more. Okay. I probably have some shows in Florida, even if some some showcases. Like, I'm I'm, I'm back on my full time rapper grind just to get these labels attention, and uh, I'm not even looking for the labels attention. I'm just looking for more branding and attention. Like, I just want to be a brand for Houston as a whole because I feel like I mastered the art of making Houston music. Like, it's time for other people to make Houston music because I feel that's how we are culture. But I just wanna get on the road, put this H Town shit in people's face. Uh, West Time a superstar. I'm very proud of the project. I'm very proud that y'all let me on the podcast to speak about it. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just really like, like I was a point in time when we was all doing this shit as a hobby, but it's like niggas in their late twenties and thirties now. It's like I'll be damned if I'm rapping for fun. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm about to professionalize this shit. And, and digitalize it and go global with it, man. Because I've, I've received checks from BMI. i received PayPals from DistroKid. I've got checks from Mondo Tunes. So obviously somebody listening to it. So I'm going to keep pushing this shit, man. And I just want every artist to keep pushing it, even if he trash as fuck. <laughs> talent, talent and charisma are two separate things. People care more about charisma than talent. Like, like the, the coolest nigga on the football team didn't get no scholarships. Put it that way. So it's uh, it's all about just being able to lead a team to success and uh, just trying to make it, bro. All right, man. So we're gonna end it on that note. With all that said, we out. We out, man. Y'all be safe. Original Player Records. Imediup dot
0: Hey, what you a food man? Original play? Yeah. Hey, what's up? Boy. Yeah. Now, hey, I got wood on my dash. Ho, oh, I got wood on my dough oh, Ho, I got wood over droll. Wood on my wheel. Ho, oh, I got wood on my steel. And I will use it to kill. Use it to spill. Let me just chill and smoke. Here. Y'all can too much. See me, I'm after these meals. Tryna bring enough paper to the table. When we at the table, that can not even see the tape. Looking back at us like we're trying to sign a deal but we're looking back at them like we It's it's I'm a spirit, 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 life am I'm a spirit, I'm a spirit, I'm